Because you have the name of the new show is Ultraman Lord. Yes. Yes. Which is a terrible name. It really is. Real bad. All good. Charles Barkley impression bad. (laughs) Terrible. Just terrible. Just terrible. Terrible. I saw I saw him at a Mo's grill. (laughs) Cool. That dude is tall. That's right, because you're in it. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gee, I don't know. One of the most famous basketball players ever. My God. Uh, I mean, admittedly, uh, Barkley does look kind of like a... What's the word? Stout? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't look that tall, but he has to be to have this job. No, the the shortest people in in NBA are still taller than me, so... Only this was the '90s, and you had that one really short white guy and that one really short black guy, and that other really short know. French guy. Muggsy Bogues. Tony Parker. Muggsy Bogues too. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Uh, John Stockton. He was short. The dude from Space Jam. There you go. <laughs> That's exactly where I know him from. Wow, really? Dude, I did not get into basketball until the late '90s. Okay, I missed the Jordan era and all that junk. Ah, uh, I'm so sorry. I saw Jordan play live. Really? Yeah. I never I got to see Space that. Jam in theaters. <laughs> That's the same thing, right? Oh yeah, totally, totally. Checks Whatever out. makes you feel better. <laughs> Basketball match of the century, or so I'm told. Alright everybody, welcome to the 22nd episode of the TokenNet Podcast. My name is Nick, I will be your host today. And today we're going to talk about Ultraman X, the best toku of 2015. Today I am joined by our resident bosom buddies, George and Yaz. Introduce yourselves, (laughs) gentlemen. Hey, I'm good. I'm good, I don't like this other guy. Other people. But wait, am I I also introducing myself now? The best of friends. I'll, I'll introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can introduce myself. It's fine. I just, you know. <laughs> um, That's true. Okay, uh, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm new to this. Hi, I'm Jared. I'm Jared Faust. I, I I do miniature special effects out of Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm obsessed with Ultraman. We're also joined by some idiot named Michael Nixon. Hi. <laughs> That's me. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm here. So now that Howdy you've Michael. met our colorful cast of characters, gentlemen, let's get started. So, correct me if I'm wrong here, but there are more than 10 Ultraman, right? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's not, a, it's not a, it's not, don't even, <laughs> anyway. I don't mean that. So, but I am woefully uh, inept when it comes to Ultraman knowledge. It's just not my area. Uh, so as is, is most of the fandom. Ultraman X is the 10th main Ultraman from, is the, the 10th main Heisei Ultraman, I think. Really? really? I think so. Tiga, Dyna, Gaia, Cosmos, Nexus. Max, maybe it's Genga, Victory, and X. He's right. Huh. Yeah. Not, Look at that. You're not counting a 7X? Um, no, I wouldn't count 7X because 7X is bad. Just I feel like the people seven. who title Tokusatsu are way too into puns. Yeah. 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 And by yeah, way I too into it. puns, I mean it's the best and I love it. But oh, it's fantastic. For other people, I can imagine it could be annoying or something. The normals, whatever they think. <laughs> so, <laughs> the people who don't like puns, they're the weirdos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, anyway, puns are the best. What this isn't so, the pun j- podcast? No, it's not. Not this yet. This isn't the anyway. pun cast. Do those exist? It will be, eventually. <laughs> so, so yeah, Ultraman. 
let's talk, I guess, a little bit about how Alterman X came to be, sort of. And I think this might be more George's expertise. But it's been a very long time since we've had a full-length Ultraman show. I think maybe this was the last one. Ten years. Yeah. Wow, Ten freaking years. Well, I guess well it was 2015, so it was it was um, more like eight or nine years, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Still, maybe this was 2006. So it was nine still years. Still hurts my soul. You no, know, we had <laughs> movies. We had specials, and then with Ginga, and then it's equal Ginga as we had short shows about like yeah. 13 or 16 episodes each. So Ultraman X is another short show because Subarai has been having financial problems. They can't really afford a full-length show right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, but... Also, uh, X was the first one to run without interruption. Like, Ginga and Ginga has had those stupid breaks. Yeah, because they're part of the new Ultraman resident uh, right. like programming block. Right. I guess is what you would call well, it. Well, Ultraman X is still part of Ultraman Resident. Yeah, but oh. it yes. aired without like actual resident episodes in between it. It um, was interrupted, sort of, by the, uh, the what they call the season breaks, the recaps, mm-hmm. every seven episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, Ultram X is part of Subaraya's, I guess, like, recovery. As you know, they've yeah. been having some troubles. Yeah. And Ultram X is also really notable for being the first tokusatsu to be simulcast internationally on Crunchyroll. And yeah, that was yeah, big yeah. news when it came out. Fucking so we could watch Tokusatsu legally as it came out. So yeah. that was a really good thing. So I guess let's start was with that a gentlemen. Fun experience entire Tokusatsu fandom. It was. I remember yeah. watching it with people on Twitter. It's great. Yeah, so that was crazy. This is cool. We have Die Ranger on DVD and Ultraman X streaming. Yeah, we're doing okay, everybody. <laughs> the state of the fandom is strong. We've come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> we really have. We've come. Yeah. A, we've come a long way since since buying Hong Kong bootlegs. Oh yeah, those. <laughs> hey, I was. I was. I got started back in that age. Coming I mean, yeah, no, Yuki I'd... on HK DVD. My Nexus was, was mine. Yeah. Bought my lesson lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <clears throat> so let me see. The two relative, I guess, newbies are George. I know George didn't watch the show as it aired. He recently completed it. And Nixon, Nixon, you're a general Ultraman newbie. So yeah, let's start with I'm, you about, like, what did you think of X overall? <laughs> like, a quick little summary of your feelings of the show. Um, I thought it was terrific and fun and bright and happy. And I I don't know, I like that in shows. I like that in superhero stuff. And America has sort of given up the ghost on that. Um, so I generally enjoy Toku. Ultra is just one of those things that I never really got into. I find the fights are a little slow for me and the the giant stuff I'm never really in awe of like I should be and X is one of those shows where I like I enjoy the fights the fights are interesting and the monsters are cool and the designs are uh, I don't know unique or for something about them just sort of interest me in a way that previous Ultra never really caught me I'm I, I consider myself a bad Ultraman fan like I've read up on it I, I understand the basics of it I read um, August Ragoni's giant hardcover about A.G. Tsuburaya um just because I'm interested in that whole, like, beginning of tokusatsu zone. And if you're a toku fan, it's impossible to escape Ultraman, so you get Mm -hmm. the basic gist. But, like, my Ultra knowledge is the Fox Box Tiga dub that we (laughs) never speak of, Um, (laughs) Ultra 7X, which I am a person who uh, I really enjoy that show uh, Mm -hmm. as it was airing. I haven't really revisited it since. Um, And I really enjoy the hell out of Ultraman X. Obviously, I also liked uh, Ultra mega battle 
giant galaxy Sakamoto's here. I don't know the name. <laughs> Ultra Galaxy Legends. Wow, that's yeah. far fewer words. Okay. Um, well, it. Well, the movie's a lot more. Well, yeah. yeah, it's it's Mega Monster Battle Ultra Galaxy Legends. That's the movie. it. Yes. yes. Took me a second to remember it. It's just that long. Yeah, that yeah. got me into Ultra, partially because of the whole like English subtitles thing, mm-hmm. which is always a funny story about that. Um, for yeah. those who don't know, the only reason that movie had English subtitles made is because Sakamoto's go-to composer uh, was is an American guy. Is an American guy or Canadian guy? American. Mike Verda is his name. Uh, North American. He, 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 a North American composer, yes. Uh, and he didn't know Japanese, so they had to subtitle the film for him. And hence, there are subtitles available on that movie now, uh, officially, which is just a hilarious... Did they, did they subtitle... Well, no, but I mean... I, did they subtitle it for him? Because my understanding that's the was... anecdote. That's the that's the story I'd been told. But what, again, what... I'm a bad Ultraman fan. Yeah, like I just remember him posting on HJU. He mm-hmm. kind of said he had to push for them to get subs out. So I don't know if they actually did it for him or if they just did it at his insistence. I mean, every every movie they produce has subtitles. It's just whether or not they put them on the disc, yeah. which is usually never. But I I don't know how much i can say but i know for a fact that subtitles were produced for ultraman zero the movie hmm. um and well i'm wrong though and I, I may or may not have seen them at one point um hey we debunked but, a rumor uh, we did a live rumor mill <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh probably shouldn't have said that but anyway um but yeah subtitle scripts are created i mean my verta thing uh but yes my short feelings on it went for 15 minutes there sorry everyone <clears throat> That's going to happen a lot today. I do. George. What's up? Your uh, dissenting opinion. Why don't you tell us how you felt? Because, I mean, me and Yaz were on the Year in Review podcast, so people already heard our opinion a little bit. So, mm-hmm. George, why don't you go, and then Jared, you go. Just a quick little summary of how you felt about the show. Okay. Okay. So, I thought it was an okay show. It gets a lot, like, a lot better in the second half, but the first half was very slow, and I wasn't a huge fan of the episodes they were decent they weren't like they weren't bad they just didn't stand out to me most of the time there's like one really really good episode and that's the nebula episode so as a whole i think x is definitely the best show from last year but it's not as good as people make it out to be that's what i think um it's very standardish for ultraman from what i've seen and i don't know it's, it's, it's not light in the toku darkness there it's it's fun it's very fun but it's not anything that i would remember like years down the road That's okay jerry um <clears throat> it was i was silently screaming for that entire time um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i was overjoyed by x um i i i think uh quality wise i think it's probably the best show we've gotten the best overall show we've gotten since the ultraman in the ultra in project uh back in 2004 i think it's really um maybe maybe not movie uh yeah i understand but um as far as like actual series i think it's the best thing since nexus and i I would actually agree with that yeah i mean because i love max and the one thing i will say that max has over x um, are like the really wildly experimental episodes, you know? Well, they have like the Akio... guest directors come in, right? And, and that uh, was Jisoji really cool. does a, like a sequel to his old episode, and yeah, yeah. and, and Akio Jisoji's like completely original episode, like the, the Butterfly's Dream, is is mm-hmm. magnificent filmmaking. But uh, 
XX was more of an even keel across the board, but I, I also feel like when Max episodes were bad, they were way worse than anything X had going on. And really, there's only one or two episodes of X that I would label as mediocre to maybe bad, but I have a hard time saying bad because even then there are really, really great elements of those episodes that it's hard to say they're bad. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I loved it. I absolutely adored it in so many ways. Uh, I would say it's become one of my top three Ultraman shows. Wow, okay. Yeah, has anything to add? Uh, it's pretty much the same thing. I, I really love the show. You see, uh, what's up? I was just saying, you seen can attest to how much I love it. <laughs> yeah, we, we watched like most of the show together. So, oh, okay. yeah, like I was sitting right next to him while he was watching and he'd spaz out. Just for, for viewers, for viewers at home, you seen is, is one of my workshop cronies. So he, he, he builds, he builds miniatures. Uh, actually, he, he's our architect. He designs miniatures for me. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, it was a really fun show. I've only seen a couple of other shows before this. I've seen Nexus and uh, that's it. Uh, that, that's King literally. King, I've seen King S. You saw like a few episodes of King S. No, I've seen all of King S. When? Like, <laughs> how can you tell him, him about doubting him? him. <laughs> <laughs> a few days ago, we had this conversation, and he was like, "Yeah, so I've only seen Nexus. So back when whatever movie came out, I had only seen Nexus. Then after the we recorded, I was like." Yeah, so uh, how much have you seen now? He's like, yeah, I've only seen Nexus. No, I've seen I've seen King X while we we're watching X. Yeah, uh, it's true because he he he's been insisting that I go back and rewatch it because yeah, I watched the whole thing. Well, King X. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's weird. I never I never finished it. It's not that. Good. I haven't seen all of King X. Don't bother. No, it's garbage. <laughs> it's garbage. But um, but yeah, I really love the show. I thought I I love it a lot of it. I love the suits. I love the characters. I love the plots. Um, a lot of really good episodes. I love the uh, team ups that they had throughout the season. So yeah, yeah. I love the show. All mm. right, cool. As for me, I mean, if you're on Toku Twitter or if you've heard this podcast before, you know I love the show. <laughs> but not like I mean, I love the show, but I don't think I would put it in like my top three ultra. That's a pretty like solid Nexus, Mabius, and Gaia spot mm. that can't be moved. Especially Nexus. Nexus <clears throat> Nexus, and number one can't be moved. I don't care what else I see. And Gaia is the most recent addition to the list. Thank you, Crunchyroll. But uh, top five, I could argue for. Hmm. But so let's talk. Let's get into the meat of the show. Let's start with like the show's kind of overarching theme. And this is something that I kind of ignored as I was watching it as it was airing. But um, this week, I rewatched it to prepare for this, and I noticed they kind of address it more than I thought they did. And that's that whole idea of coexistence with kaiju. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a new thing to Ultra. You know, that's kind of what Cosmos was about. Mm-hmm. And like uh, Hikaru says when he talks to Daichi, he's like, oh, yeah, Seven did it. Cosmos did it. We do it. You know, we get along with monsters. But with X, it's kind of like it's the driving force between a lot behind a lot of their decisions. Mm-hmm. So you have... You know, they kind of feel bad about having to fight Bird on because she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Kamiki, during the uh, interrogation, during the uh, the news episode, is like, how's yeah. your mother doing? You know, there's a more humane uh, yeah. approach mm-hmm. yeah. to, you know, monster fighting and building smashing. So what did you guys think of how they approach that idea? It was one of my favorite aspects of the show. 
because that's sort of my jam. I really mm-hmm. like when uh, uh, a world takes its fantastical concept and integrates the shit out of it into its world. Yeah. Um, and X, where it sounds, uh, I'm again not the expert, but uh, uh, I do know that Seven had like monster buddies in a sort of proto Pokemon thing. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cosmos was friendly. Uh, generally, but it seems like in X it was more at the, a, a world level than necessarily just the character level. Um, like mm-hmm. the Ultraman, the guy who the host of Ultraman was is is was friendly towards monsters, uh, but it's sort of core to like the team thing he's a part of too. Uh, it's about sort of coexisting with these creatures that they are part of the universe with, which I yeah. think is it's just like a it's one of those things where like. Sometimes I'm watching a, a Toku show and I'm like, oh, they're, sh- they're telling kids this shit. Like, this is cool. Like, telling kids, like, hey, some things are weird, but you can still be friendly with them. It's just, like, fundamentally good shit to be telling children. <laughs> and that's, like, what I dig. I don't know. It's better than, that's different. Murder it with lasers. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, George, I remember when you were watching it, I think the Pigmon episode, you were talking to us in the chat oh, about yeah. something, a conversation they were having. X and Daichi about what humans do to things that are different. Mm. Uh, thanks for putting me on the spot. I do not remember that conversation <laughs> exactly. So that one bit that Nick mentioned was basically Daichi saying that people can have a hard time accepting things that are different. And that just really stood out to me because this is Tokusatsu. It's generally heroes beating the crap out of mm-hmm. monsters and not much of a second thought is given to it like there is the odd episode where somebody befriends a monster but that'll be it here on on just on a very wide scale daichi doesn't know these monsters personally but he's kind of just saying yeah this is their world too now so maybe we shouldn't be dicks to them and i think so that's a really cool message to send and to actually build your series around that is something i haven't seen before in tokusatsu and, and some of it's more than even let's not be dicks to them. The thing that I like is that it's they were here before us and they'll be here after us. So why should we fuck with them? Like there's no they're, they're just like beyond human, you know, scales of, of time, mm. of, of literal scale, like et cetera. Like that stuff is kind of wild to me. Yeah. I don't know if anyone here has seen all of the original Ultraman from 66. But there's an episode where they have a funeral for all the monsters they've killed. Because what happens in the beginning of the episode is they discover the kaiju graveyard. And they're like, oh, wait, you mean these things have souls and we've just been killing them for 30-something episodes? And they feel (laughs) terrible. And so they hold a funeral for all the monsters they've killed. So this is something that's sort of been in Ultra since the very beginning. But, you know, X extrapolates it and turns it into the premise for their show. So I think that's very interesting and very nice thing to do. Yeah. They may they may do that in the one episode, but Ultraman is still kind of a dick for the entire series, so Oh yeah, Ultraman <laughs> just straight up dismembers monsters. Oh yeah. Yeah, like that just goes back to the whole idea of like occasionally they will befriend a monster, but very next yeah. episode they just totally forget about that. Yeah. Well that's yeah. a running tr I mean I feel like Common Rider does that all the time where the yeah. rider will make friends with a monster, and then that monster will take a bullet for the rider, and yep. it'll be very sad, and then we'll never remember it. So, yeah, that, that's one of the things I really liked about X. It actually kind of just fought against that. It 
it wasn't there in every single episode but when it came up it still felt very natural it wasn't like here's a little plot thing we forgot about for 10 episodes it, you know, it's it's consistent that carried through the show too which i thought yeah. was very cool like sort of character you know little character backstory things you would find out across the show would have weight 10 episodes later five episodes later um, yeah i did really like that which was it was cool like it was just um a very naturalistic kind of show overall um which was cool for me i don't know i mean, i the, the one the one thing about that aspect and i need to rewatch it because i haven't sat down and like marathon the series like i really want to um but i did i did kind of feel like by the end of the show like they did a lot with it but i didn't really feel like um i, I didn't really feel like it was wrapped up very well by the end of the show like i felt like the finale and i'm sure we'll get to it more later but i felt like the finale was it was a great episode pair of episodes kind of iffy as a conclusion for the series that is exactly um, what i have on my notes yeah it's, yeah. it's yeah. very abrupt um but i feel i feel like the whole like coexistence with monsters and everything and i, I don't think i almost don't know if i would have noticed because i loved the episode so much if asana hadn't made such a big deal out of when she was trying to bring daichi back and that was it was nice that they called back to it but like by it it kind of felt sort of lip serviced in that episode and didn't really feel like we got really a conclusion to that i think what they tried to do was episode 19 with a m1 kind of putting daichi and x on trial mm-hmm. may have been a conclusion to that arc it just didn't work as well as it should have it's one of those things where I feel like if there were more episodes in between all of those big moments, things could yeah. have landed better because we could have yeah. had mm-hmm. that transition time. But the issue is, you know, with a 20 something episode show versus a 50 episode something show. Yeah. It just gets everything just gets crunched. But it yeah, also definitely. it also what I wonder, I will say, is when I when I do go back and rewatch and like really, you know, I'm not having to wait week to week for it. Yeah, um, I'm curious to do if, that, too. If that doesn't stand out it maybe i feel like it might almost stand out less it's like okay maybe it will be more organic you know i won't be looking for like the next big moment and i can sort of follow along a little more organically and you know i don't know maybe it'll work a little better the second time around but... alternatively maybe the surprise would be more effective too yeah hmm. um but i mean i know i mean it, it, it's like there are several things in the show that i could take i could sort of say i have qualms with um, but just all of them still come back to, but it was still really cool. Like, it, I feel like, yeah, maybe it, there was a little lip service. Maybe it wasn't concluded as well as it could have. But yeah, no, it was a, it was a fantastic overarching plot thread that I'm so happy they had, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those shows where I really feel like I have to emphasize, I like this thing. I just also critique it because that's. Art. I mean, that's why yeah. you critique stuff. You oh, absolutely. Exactly. It but it's one of those things where I, it's a show where I really feel like more often than, than usual, I have to like reiterate, but it's still good. Like, I still really <laughs> like the hell out of this thing. Like, I could... My thing is that that, that fucking rainbow knife he gets mm-hmm. back half of the show, <laughs> and just every time he uses it is the same exact 15-second clip of him showing kids how to use the goddamn... Even in the, in the finale, it's yeah. still him yeah. just like rubbing that goddamn knife the same 14 fucking times yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's the, the finale it's, speed it up come on it still well, didn't bother me as much as kachidoki arms though the, the worst part for me about that thing is it looks so much like a toy that there's no 
yeah. suspension of disbelief going on for me. And the thing and is, then, that's kind of new to Ultra. Yeah. You know, again, Super Mario really needs money right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt really like Caesar-y, like clunky commercial. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I think we can get back to that when we get to the toys, mm-hmm. but let's talk about oh, yeah. the characters of the show. The members of Zio. You know, you've got your uh, Lieutenant Tachibana, Captain Kamiki, Daichi Tommy, Asuna, the lab team, the two pilot dudes who nobody really cares about them. Wataru was cool. I felt Jason Translator is the Gold Ranger. Prince Who's Zio. your favorite character in the show? Uh, uh, so, so me, me, can I go? Can I go? go um, I, I would say my, my favorite character is, um, probably Asuna. Uh, I feel like, I almost feel like she never got really, they really did as much with her as I would have liked, but I really loved Asuna. Um, really the character they established for her in the first couple of episodes, the character they established for her in episode three, uh, I really loved but that's also part of the reason why I really dislike episode three in many ways. Um, but we can get to that later. Uh, uh, but no, I, I really love Asana. I love, I love that, you know, Hey, sometimes I kind of like being kind of girly girl. Other times I like shooting shit with a bazooka. Um, and I, I love that. It, it remains, it reminds me a lot of my own girlfriend. So <laughs> who is manlier than me? So, that's very true. It's true. <laughs> um, but I, I thought she was—I thought she was a really fun character. Although I will say, I will say, um, I, I really enjoy that Daichi is is a member of the lab team and not like you know the straight shooter or like best of all things kind of character. You know. Yeah, he's yeah. this like weak nerd who has to be protected by Asuna everywhere they go yeah, until he I, turns into X. Right. So, I, I really, I really liked. Yeah, and that he was like going with the lab team to research instead of you know being just a man on the street kind of like yeah. i feel like kaito from ultraman max you know or, or hayata is kind of like yeah i'm the extra crew member with no I'm real special spe- yeah I'm, i don't really have any specialties i'm not the inventor i'm not the sharpshooter i'm just i'm the dude you know and i liked <laughs> that daichi was lab team he's a researcher that was really cool yeah it's kind of a uh, reminiscent of what they did in gaia yeah oh definitely yeah i yeah that was that always stood out to me like thinking, oh, Daichi, he's not a fighter. He's like a scientist. That's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yes. I'm going to say Kamiki is my favorite character. Uh, his centric, like his like character-centric episodes are probably my favorite in the whole show. So, and I just loved how he led the team mm-hmm. and how he supported the team and freaking used... Gamera, uh, Gomera as like a freaking boxing avatar. Tommy, he was amazing. Yeah, he's my favorite character. Hmm. Nixon, you can talk now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the name of the woman commander? Tachibana. Tachibana. God, I'm so yeah. terrible at names in general. Um, I thought she was just a terrific character across the board, across the show. Um, oh, yeah. The Nexus episodes with her are obviously just fucking awesome um i i just really like that bit of like oh this other character on the team also gets to be an ultraman yeah Enjoy. no that was <laughs> Man, and you haven't that seen nexus crazy. have you i've not but i know the general gimmick of the show um so yeah. it's interesting to see it come into play of the sort of rotating ultra i think host. me jared and george might have more to say about that when we get to the episode yeah but um is there any character that any of you didn't like i know a lot of people were kind of like 
iffy on Rui, on her like in your face personality really hyper. I thought I thought she was totally okay. Like it's mm-hmm. she's not as annoying as she could have been given her personality. She's not as annoying as Sean and Max. But... I don't know. I don't have context. <laughs> I like I like Sean. <laughs> I hate Sean um, so much. I like. I also like <laughs> Rui. Also, like really contributed. Like everybody on the yeah. lab team, like did work. So if Definitely. they're weird, it's, I don't know. Like I, I work in advertising, and that whole industry is just like let's find weird people who are capable and do things. And mm-hmm. this is a team of the same thing. You just get good people, whether or not they're strange, and they do good work. Yep. I liked, um, I, I thought, I, I kind of thought Rui was going to be annoying from the first couple episodes. I was a little worried about her, but she, she definitely grows on you a lot. And by the end of it, like, you know, she's not my favorite character. And I, it, it, the other thing is, is she, you know, she's kind of a cliche, like the super, the, the super chipper scientist girl, you know, that you see in so many Japanese things, but I, she's fun as shit by the end of it. So. And they put her through the ringer in that last episode too, and it's kind yeah. of kind of great seeing her react to that and still manage to push through. I think the zero episode is what won me over with her. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. They're taking a selfie. They're yeah, telling to get out the frame. Like, hey, yeah. You're a nerd. I see you every day. What are you doing here? Rui is all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about. I guess if we're talking about characters, we kind of have to talk about the ultras themselves, especially at this point in the franchise. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the cameo ultras. We've got we have, we have Zero, Max, and Gengo, Victory, and Nexus. Let's start with Zero's episode. What did we think, I guess, because one thing I like about X is they kind of preserve the tone of each ultra's main series. In Zero's case, the movies. Mm-hmm. Where Zero, you know, he's the brash, youngster, impulsive, a jerk. But by this point in his appearances, he's also the teacher. You know, that's what he was in the Ginga S movie. He was teaching Ginga and Victory how to, mm-hmm. you know, overcome their obstacles. And so he does that sort of again in X, where he's like the older, he's the cop. He's like, stay back, rookie. I got this. So what do we think about the Zero episode? Uh, that aspect blew me away. Um, me and Yas were actually watching uh, the Ultra Galaxy Legends movie a few days ago. And it was just amazing to realize that the movie wasn't, terribly terribly long ago but it was long ago enough that you see zero as a newbie there who needs training who needs you know people to tell him to like cool it off to you know become more level-headed and all these years later now he is a teacher and that's something i really love about you know just suraya shows in general there's this Mm -hmm. sense of progression that goes throughout the years because they allow their characters to come back so often and yeah just watching that episode really blew me blew me away that was probably the first episode of the show i really 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 enjoyed hmm i i really loved it like i was i already loved the show up through the zero episode i will say when they announced that the zero crossover was coming and then they announced um the ginga crossover shortly thereafter um i'm really suspicious of crossovers uh especially after decade um <laughs> because fuck that show um you know but like i was kind of example wor- especially after ninja because fuck that show <laughs> <laughs> i know nothing about it but i i, I realized there were some cameos, cameos can't save a garbage fire oh yeah but um like i was i was kind of worried like because i really loved like x had such a strong opening 
you know, and I was really wanted it to be its own thing and kind of come into its own. I was really worried that it was going to be, oh, it's like an anniversary thing, you know, um, you know, because especially because I realized that, you know, oh, it was like, you know, he's the 10th Ultraman, you know, are they going to do like a decade shit now or like, what's going on? Um, but then I really loved how the crossovers all wound up feeling very natural, very well integrated. And it felt less like event crossover wah, and more like a classic ultra series where, yeah, sometimes challenges are hard and like a friend stops by to help out. Like, you know, I, I love that, like about Ultraman Ace, you know, Zoffy shows up to you know help Ace out of a pinch. Like, oh, yeah, it's great. Zoffy, you're awesome. <laughs> Go away now. Let's get back to Ace, you know. And so we'd have a few episodes with X and then, oh, look, another crossover. That's awesome. So. But yeah, no X's or sorry X Zero's episode was um, was fantastic. Uh, I loved the the sunset battle. I loved that you know oh it's Black King again, but we have like the drill custom thing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I love the little twist they added to all the monsters and stuff. So that was I like that they had that there. Anyone else on Zero before we go to Max? Ed had some freaking awesome action that because that was the second episode that Koichi Sakamoto directed. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah. It was. And yeah, I was like, I was so happy seeing it. Like every battle, I was just like freaking out, and especially um, when they all when they both teamed up. It was so good, so good. And yeah, like George said, I just I love that throughout <laughs> throughout Ultra's history, like there is like one person, one Ultra training another. Mm-hmm. Like, it's from like Seven to Leo, Leo to uh, Zero. Zero to X. I love, I love too that there are like lineages of training. <laughs> huh? I think we were talking in the workshop the other day. They're like, they're like lineages of training. Yeah. You know how it's like, well, you know, maybe this was Taro's student, and you can tell a difference. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You know, Taro's student, where it's like, oh, it's like grad, it's like it's like fucking grade school for you know ultras, and then Zero <laughs> got trained by Leo, who was trained by Seven, and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that that that's come into thing where you have this kind of lineage of ultras training ultras and, and you can like, and like their styles affecting one another. Yeah. I kind of hope that it would get harsher with each show. Like, cause freaking zero had like a uh, restraining, like armor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping that they would sort of escalate things by the time you get to X, just like, Mm-mm-mm. I don't know what you would do, but have I've fight. nailed you to this crucifix escape. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on to the uh, Max episode. I know George and I think Jared, you mentioned you watched Max. What did you guys I, think of yeah. that one? The, the Max episode? What yeah, did the, Max, think of it? the Max crossover episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think you liked it, guys. <laughs> the, Max, the Max episode um, was truly the bee's knees. Um, I... I like, I knew that Max was going to show up based on the scans and based on the preview. And I was like, super, oh, shit, Max is going to show up. And, 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 and Kaito, holy shit, that's going to be great. And they're going to fight against Zetan. That's going to be awesome. Um, and the scans were, I remember the scans being kind of coy about it, too. Like, you know, like, it's like, I, I knew Max was going to show up. I knew there was a Zetan armor. I knew Zetan was in it. And I was like, okay, cool. I knew Kaito was in it. Um, and then the episode came, and just like I didn't know Strand's agent was going to be in it, I didn't oh, yeah. know like like X was going to go turncoat and all these different things. And I remember just seeing you were there, we were all together when we watched yeah. that episode. We were all none of us knew what was coming, and we were all there were like what five of us, uh, yeah. six of us, just all screaming at the television, um, <laughs> just like oh. Uh, that was fun. That it was, was so it was amazing. Fun. It was yeah. it was such a well put together episode. Just just really fantastic cinematography, 
um just a fantastic fights um i love you ichiabe whenever he's at his best um sometimes he doesn't do so well but whenever he's given a good budget holy shit does he turn <laughs> something out um oh like and, the uh the the bottom up shot where it was spinning when x and yes that yes. was amazing that was amazing. that was fantastic um and just just all the the miniatures in that episode were, were awesome and just it was blah, 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 blah. like there was something else i wanted to say and it just completely skipped, like skipped over me but whatever it was amazing did um, he do another uh, episode of x he did uh, quite a few let me check my notes he did the nexus episode because you know he did about half of the nexus he, show yeah, he was one of the main directors i think i did four according to the notes yeah, yeah. yeah he did uh, um eight nine, uh, 19, eight, nine uh 2021 he did oh. nebula and no, i'm sorry for that he did what? Oh, oh we Nebula, are Nebula, right. yeah. the rugby episode. I, I love him for that. Are you a fan of rugby, George? <laughs> like, not really, no. Oh, okay. It's just, but yeah, it is a good episode. It was just like, a really fun episode. I don't know episode. anything about rugby. Yeah, I mean, yeah, either. X has a lot of, like, fun, like, standout episodes, and we'll get to that after we talk about the Ultras. George, mm-hmm. did you have anything you wanted to say about Max? Um, I like the angle that they took with it, of it not actually being Kaito. I yeah. thought it was actually going to be him. And when Jared mentioned earlier about them, like about X possibly being as bad as Decade, I thought, oh, so this is where we get all of these really cheap ass excuses as to how they show up in the same world. Yeah. And here it's like, oh no, I'm actually just using his form and uh, I'm actually Max. Kaito's not here. And that to me is just a really cool callback to like 80 and 7 and Nebius mm-hmm. and all those, all those guys. I think, like, what you say about the, um, like, how Decade with all these excuses, mm-hmm. I think Ultra's done something really interesting since the second Zero movie, Revenge of uh, Belial. Oh, where, the like, multiverse. They sh- yeah, they show you the multiverse. And so they're, like, like, they, and they literally they- show you the multiverse. Well, yeah. they, they already made it explicit in Super 8 Ultra Brothers. They just, you know, got a big money shot for it in Zero 2. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, well, the, I mean, so the in the big Zero thing that episode, separates from Decade is that Decade had all those fucking fakes. Yeah, yeah, it's, not, it's a totally different thing. I mean, Ultra's, I think, from w- at least what I know, been very good about actually bringing people back in, Absolutely. in some way, shape, or form. Definitely. I mean, generally, yeah, but it's not It's not so much like the actors are turning or the voice actors are turning or this or that. It's just more, a lot of times, my fear with X was that it was going to rely, like, I, I, was, I was a little afraid of kind of like, you know, what they do with Ultraman Saga, where, like, hey, look, it's the original actors we're not going to do anything with them or, you know, <laughs> we, they did film a fight with them. And I was, and when they finally, I, I finally saw the fight and it's like, wow, that was really underwhelming, you know, but, Oh, we have the legendary ultras, whatever. I don't care. It's bad. Um, the less yeah, said really about af- saga, the better. Yeah. And I was, just, I was really afraid pretty much up until the end of the Ginga arc that every time a crossover was coming up, Oh, here is where it goes wrong. Yeah. Here is where they, you know, don't bring their air their a game and just rely on the fact that it's a crossover you know so yeah definitely mm-hmm. so i think youtube said already what i wanted to say about the episode especially about abe directing it and just like the crazy fight between uh, alien saran zaton mm-hmm. x and max it was it was, it was pretty it was very, mm-hmm. very pretty oh yeah <laughs> and i really oh, like cool. the uh zeton armor even though they didn't use it as much as some of the others. I really like Zeton. So anyway, but like you were <laughs> talking about, the Ginga arc, which was 12, 13, and 14, Sakamoto <sighs> comes back. 
he brings with him Minami Sukui to play Gina Spector. Oh yeah. This big old story about uh you know the Spectre siblings, Gina and Mold, avenging their dead brother Judah. So a little background on that, you know, Judah Spectre is an old villain from like the 70s and 80s. He was in Ultraman Story, and the Andromelos. Uh, was that like direct to VHS? This uh, is from like yeah, it was like it was like can can I be really pedantic though? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just it's just uh, Judah in, yeah, in yeah. Andromelos. He doesn't yeah. become Spectre until. Ultra Fight Victory, when mm-hmm. Yapul resurrects him, so they add the Spectre to denote he's, you know, a ghost or whatever. Good, good, good ghost. With his destroyer, <laughs> his his With destroyer shoulder pads. Yeah. So and then his siblings Gina and Mold were in Andromelos with him, so mm-hmm. they bring them back for the Ultra Fight Victory. It was like a web series or something. And what I like about Subaraya, you know, we keep talking about how great they are and how nice they are. But how they were kind of looking out for their international fans when this arc started. They put up Ultra Fight Victory on their YouTube with mm-hmm. subtitles. Just to make sure we would actually like understand the story and not be confused. And that's the kind of thing, like, they really didn't have to do that. You know, yeah, a like, lot of companies would just be like, eh, whatever, figure it out. It's also a really good tie-in, and if they're monetizing those videos, great way to make some money. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, not, yeah, like, it's not just, like, out of the kindness of their hearts. It's also... Yeah. A vague amount of business savvy that I very much appreciate because it's in everyone's best interest. It's like it's like the opposite of when Tron Legacy came out and Disney took every copy they could find of the original Tron off of shelves. It's the opposite of what you should do. You can sell a dick load of Tron and make some money. It's fine. Um, I, I really, I will say, I also really appreciated that watching Ultra Fight Victory really wasn't necessary. Like they they managed to tie in the story really well and really compartmentalize it to X. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, I didn't see Ultra Fight Victory. Yes. I didn't see all of it anyway, but I didn't feel very lost. When yeah, watching it. yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the nice thing. I didn't know any of that, and it, that's the, I, like I haven't seen any of these previous people's shows beyond uh, Mega Monster Battle Ultra Galaxy Zeros in it. Um, <laughs> I've seen that one because that's where Zero starts. But beyond that, I didn't really know any of these other ultras, and I was very pleasantly surprised by how sort of new user friendly these crossovers were. Oh, and uh, next, Sim. So you haven't actually seen the Ultra Galaxy TV shows, right? Nope. Nah. Those are fun watches. I, I believe you. Those, those were kind of the beginning of the dark ages that we've been in, but they're still they're still pretty fun despite their budget. No, what's yeah. crazy is uh, the first Ultra Galaxy is actually like the second most successful toy line for Ultraman since Nexus. I can believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never forgive them for never letting me have a Doctor Egg figure, though. Never. Yeah, that that would have been great. Dr. Egg? Um, that's a long story for another podcast. Oh, okay. Do you yeah, not know of... about Ultraman Egg? Oh, best. no, yeah, I know Ultraman Egg. I know yeah, Ultraman so Egg. they dressed up nice as the scientist and called him Dr. Egg, and he was a that's mascot. That's amazing. Guy. Yeah. That's the closest I've ever been to being, like, an actual Ultraman fan. I saw, I noticed it was nice on sight. I was like, oh, God, that's <laughs> nice. I love that guy. He's so friendly. <laughs> okay, back on topic. Let's, uh... <laughs> Um, yes, what did you think about the uh, the Ginga arc? You know, 12, 13, 14. Sakamoto coming in, directing. He has his, uh, I guess you would say, kind of required girl fight. Just oh, yeah. his yeah, signature was, Sakamoto-isms. Was... Signature's probably better than required. Yeah, I, I was kind of worried about that at first because, you know, Sakamoto. But... <laughs> <laughs> 
but it it was it was not bad. I actually liked it. And I also liked that it was the first time that um Asuna actually got to use Gomura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that, was that, was, cool. that was a really cool moment. I really liked that. And um, I will say like I think probably one of my favorite fights is um all three ultras uh, teaming up. Mm-hmm. That it was just such a kinetic epi- uh, fight scene. I loved it. Like it definitely reminded me of uh, the Geki Ranger final fight because all three of the Geki Rangers were fighting long. Uh, was it long? Yeah, long, 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 long. Yeah, long. yeah and Jeff. Just the choreography was just like so fluid, and everybody was just sort of coming in to take a hit. Then they would back off, and then someone mm-hmm. else would come and take a hit. And it felt very much like that in the Ultra fight. Um, so yeah, I. I was that was probably my favorite part of the whole thing, yeah. which is kind of weird to say when there's like this whole story arc. But I don't know, that just got me so hyped. I mean, that is why they hire Sakamoto. Yeah, it's much. true. I also like the uh, that how Victory was sort of training uh, uh, Daichi how to fight. Yeah, that was pretty cool. passing on Zero's lessons. Yep. Um, yeah, I wanted the fire kick though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't we all? See you, George. Um. Okay, you people are going to hate me, but I did not uh, like the Ginga episodes. What? Who the fuck is you people? <laughs> Nixon, you don't get to say that. I don't. <laughs> that was like the one time in my life. There you go. So, so George, what were you saying? Okay, I actually, I like the Victory episode. I did think it was cool that there was more lessons from Zero being passed on, and Sho is an interesting character. So it's cool seeing him interact with people that aren't part of his regular cast. And it had some really funny scenes. But in general, I didn't like the Ginga episodes. I thought Gina Spectre was really wasted as a character. She's there to look pretty and to fight. But like, what? Like, so what? Who cares? She's not interesting. She's just, ah, I'm the new bad guy for this episode. I thought I was a huge waste of her actress. Um, Yas mentioned the, like, the big team up fight between the three ultras and my biggest issue with that is at the end of that episode it's played as this big triumphant moment that you see them fight and transform together but you saw that exact same thing at the start of the moment at the start of the episode and to me that just diluted the whole experience i thought they were trying to give and because of that that entire fight scene just it did not feel special to me at all um yeah in general these episodes are like really they were wasted potential. They're probably my least favorite episodes. And this is actually where I think this, the show starts to turn around after, but these episodes were not very good. Uh, Jared, I can hear you screaming. Jared. <laughs> I, mean, I, I will say, I will say the back half of the final episode is it does kind of feel, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's kind of coasting on goodwill at that point. Cause I loved episodes 12 and 13 so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like part of it is I give those I give those episodes a lot of credit because they actually made me like Ginga and Victory, <laughs> who I didn't really <clears throat> like. Um, that is no small feat. And yeah, no, <laughs> um, I I am still I am still a little hurt by Ginga's existence. Um, <laughs> we all are. But uh, you know, like episode episode twelve though that was another one where. You know, we were all watching it together, and Matt Frank was in town too, and we were all just screaming at the television the entire oh, time because yeah. it was just. I love episode twelve because it feels there's just so much packed in, and it never feels too tightly packed, in my opinion, personally. Um, I, I just it just felt so just wild and crazy, 
and and just like Tsurugi Damarga and and like the the debut of Exedex, like whatever Exedex became in the following episodes and you know whatever. But the debut I thought was really awesome, um, and Tsurugi Damarga was amazing. And just yeah, you know I. But again, yeah, like Victory, I was n- never really a, a fan of Victory. I always hated his design until they did the the blue Hikari version. Um, Victory Knight, I really like, but Victory I was always kind of like, eh, whatever. He looks kind of ugly. Yeah. And and Ginga, Ginga is always like, oh, it's such a terrible series with like the best Ultraman theme song ever. Like, what? <laughs> how did that happen? And so I will say, half of my reaction to Ginga in X was just him showing up and that theme song starting up. <laughs> um, it was kind of like a Pavlovian response to that that music, but. Uh, and, and then also, also uh, Cyber Gomera versus Mecha Gomera was amazing. Um, the fact that we got, I was really pulling to be able to see that. I was really excited to see that. And then when it happened, it was awesome. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, I mean, Sakamoto in general, I feel like is not someone you go to for substance. Yeah. <laughs> um and i have i have a lot of issues with sakamoto like i really i I love everything he did for ultraman x but i have a lot of issues with his style implemented in ultraman and it even leaks over into x a little bit like whenever he does um you see knows where i'm going uh whenever he does those explosion shots which are on the one hand giant explosions are always awesome on the other hand they're using this really long lens and just the trees the fucking yeah, trees, yeah, trees kill me and and every episode like they didn't bother me in zero's episode because it was like this alien planet and like the color the color correction was done in such a way that you don't really notice it and it's like a foresty location etc 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 um but then every episode that he came back when he came and did the ginga three-parter at the end of every episode, I'm just crossing my fingers. It's not going to happen. <laughs> He's like, this episode's so good. Don't kill it for me. Um, and then the the end of, of uh, the third episode, he does it. And it's just like, <laughs> why? Why? Why do you do this to me? <laughs> I, like, I can't hate it now because I love these episodes so much. But I hate you a little bit. <laughs> um, it's it's really frustrating. So, yeah. Especially in the Gingas movie. Uh, fuck that movie and fuck what those is this shots. trees thing you're talking about um sorry uh i can i uh yeah i'll probably want to send you a screenshot but it's it's basically <laughs> um hold on uh let me send you a screenshot well, <laughs> because people I, at home we should also probably help them. all the listeners oh yeah no absolutely but um basically what it is is they sakamoto has this particular spot he really likes to shoot although i think i've seen it uh, i was watching the making of stuff uh and it's a location that i've seen used in a bunch of different stuff so it's not just sakamoto but what sakamoto likes to do is he likes to, like those gigantic enormous like several story tall explosions he likes mm-hmm. to do um in order to get an explosion that big you have to go outside and shoot it and what they do is to, to like be far enough away from it to be safe they use this really long lens so that they can get they can get Ultraman in frame, you know, properly, uh, and then they blow a bunch of shit up behind them. But the thing is, is that from the angle they're shooting, you see a hillside in the background with trees, and if it's if it's like episode five where it's kind of a foresty location, it's you kind of can roll with it and it's whatever, and it's kind of cut quick enough that you don't really notice. 
but if it's like um if it's like the ginga s movie it just just most egregiously and also to a certain extent in the third episode of the ginga crossover it just completely destroys any sense of perspective you could possibly have um because you just see these trees that going by you know going by the perspective of um you know just like you see all these buildings and stuff and these trees are are, are towering over the buildings right hundreds of stories tall basically mm. is what i'm trying mm. to say and it looks terrible it kind of it kind of looks like a behind the scenes set photo <laughs> yeah it looks really bad <laughs> it's a very um, old forest i'm i'm sending you i'm sending you a photo from the yeah i just Can sent to the movie? the thing yep but that's from the the Ginga, the Ginga ass movie, and it's just like wow, that is shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we have Jared on. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, and 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 for the folks at home, I'm the rabbit hole goes so deep that I recognize individual miniatures, basically like actors, <laughs> across multiple franchises. <laughs> and that's something we want to pick your brain for a little later. But let's finish up the uh, cameo conversation. Yes, I'm well, sorry. How dare <laughs> it's you. It's okay. It's okay. It's what we do here. You're sick. But uh, with the final <laughs> cameo, my personal favorite. Again, anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a certain amount of time knows my favorite. Tokusatsu, period, is Ultraman Nexus. It mm-hmm. and Mabius were my first Ultra shows. And it just really holds a special place in my heart. And that's something that they kind of took advantage of with this episode. Because, like you were saying with Max, you know, we had the scans, we had the previews of the episode, mm-hmm. and all we knew about this was that Nexus was going to show up. Nexus shows up, yeah. And I think we knew that Lieutenant Tachibana turned into Nexus. I we I don't I, I don't no remember idea. any scans, and I was religiously trying to find scans for this. Yeah, I wasn't. For this show. I wasn't even looking for scans, so it was a surprise to me, and a very welcome one at that. It was very cool. And the thing about that is, though, is you know we had Kaito come back, we had Hikaru and Sho come back. And so, as a Nexus fan, you're like, is Komon going to come back? Is the protagonist of Nexus going to come back? And none of the promotional material says anything about that. So I'm kind of worried. I'm a little disappointed. Like, oh, man, the one person they can't get back is my favorite person? Then Mm -hmm. the episode airs. We see the episode. And just that, that, like, that tug on the heartstrings when Komon is a complete surprise. We see that he's Lieutenant Tachibana's husband. Mm-hmm. And he's doing what he does best too. You know, he's using his little rescue worker training to help his daughters out. And it's like, oh man! And the way him and Nexus look at each other, like they yep. did in the very first episode of Nexus, it just got me in all the places, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jared, why don't you talk a little bit about the Nexus episode? Yo, what I, I'll say, what I really love about the Nexus episode is how it does so much for the like it tells a very ex-centered story in like terms of character development and sort of what takes place and so on and so forth and but it's such a nexus it's so thematically nexus and just the questions it deals with and all this like i love that it's not um it's not like 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 with the other crossovers but even more so because nexus has just has so much to work with in terms of theme and so on and so forth um it it just has um it's just so thematically rich uh and it just it's not cheap at all like it's not oh it's nexus oh look it's come on you know like you could almost you could almost say you know oh kaito shows up he's in his dash uniform da 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 you know if the episode weren't so good you could almost call it cheap for that um but it, they they make that work really well and with with the nexus episode 
I really love that they they took like the whole dynamist thing where like anyone can be Ultraman and they gave that power to a main character of our show. They didn't bring anyone else back. I mean, there's the Kamon cameo, but they didn't bring anyone back to like do something with them. They gave Nexus to someone from our team and just used that to ask very Nexus like questions, like the whole like abandoning your post and like, you know, like valuing your own like selfish needs above like the good that you're sworn to protect that's so nexus <laughs> um you know just like, these really human quiet interesting introspective things and i loved it so much that they did that and yet at the same time it's so focused on all the x characters that it feels like such a, a natural part of the show like it barely feels like a crossover um while also feeling like it's not my favorite crossover, but I would say the way they integrate it, like thematically, in with Nexus, I think I would say it's probably critically the best crossover in some ways. Um, just it, it's, I think it has the most sophisticated writing, is what mm. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Not like how uh, Lieutenant Tachibana, you know her, the message she sends to Daichi from Nexus is just don't give up. You know, Nexus's mm -hmm. arc words throughout the whole series, and. It's just very, like, in-character for Nexus, who doesn't say anything. Everyone mm -hmm, else, yeah. like, talks. Zero talks. The hosts talk to uh, Daichi. They train him. Nexus doesn't have any training. He doesn't have any tips. He just has mm -hmm. his one little message, which was also, like, the point of Nexus. The thing you mm -hmm. had to keep telling Komon over and over again, don't give up. I think, uh, yes, you've also seen Nexus? Yeah, I did see Nexus. Can I, can like... I just just real quick, um, like uh, what you're saying about Nexus not talking, it reminds me of the fact that Max doesn't really talk, but the sounds mm -hmm. that he makes, just I realized this the other day, the sounds he makes make him sound like the most stressed out Ultraman of all time. <laughs> Who, Max? Um, yeah. Max, yes. He just sounds so stressed out all <laughs> the time. I can imagine. Yeah. So, oh. anyway, just, I just, I wanted to, yeah. Anyway, go on. <laughs> that's, a, that's one of the things I, as a complete, like basically complete noob Ultraman find the funniest is which Ultramans talk and which Ultramans just sort of groan at each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a laser comes out. <laughs> Ultraman. <laughs> or he like pulls a piece of his head off and throws it at a guy. Yeah, as you were saying. That's, that's uh, Ultraman. They do that all the time. I would say the one thing that I really did like about this show, about this uh, episode, was that it finally had uh, Daichi sort of fight with whether he should reveal his identity or not because Tachibana like, almost immediately says that I am the Ultraman that was fighting that whole time. And it sort of brings a parallel between what Daichi is doing and what Tachibana is doing as far as like how they're handling their secret identity. And I think Tachibana was more like, I've been given this power, I'm going to use it for good and I'm not going to hide it. Whereas Daichi is sort of keeping it under wraps and i did like that they had that kind of they they had this camaraderie and sort of like go back and forth about that but they also didn't really reveal to each other even who's like who's the ultra who's uh x or not mm -hmm. or who's not x or whatever mm -hmm. i thought it was really cool that that was the episode that sort of uh planted that into his head like oh i should probably tell my team who i am yes. that was really absolutely yeah. so nixon as the new person no, yeah. wrapping up this cameo conversation, which cameo conversation, uh, which of the guest ultras is your favorite? Just like from what you've seen, these little episodes, 
you know, Nexus design. Hands down. Really? I just, like in terms of, like I, I it's cool to have all these like old actors and whatnot come back, but like in terms of integrating what as far as I can tell are the concepts of an ultra show into X. Mm-hmm. I I just genuinely found like the next episode the best of the options I'm given. Okay. Um and I already like I said I already really liked Tachibana as a character and mm. Nexus is really the episode that was like, "Oh, I was right. You're fucking awesome." Cool. <laughs> like I I it's just empirical fact now. Um so yeah, it was it was yeah. And I don't know. I always had like a weird uh I always liked those project end designs more than I think more folks did. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I like the kind of wacky mid two thousands. We're pretending this is deco silver of it all. Man, I could write a paper on the Nexus designs, but that's not what this podcast is about. So <laughs> it's not a paper and it's not about Nexus anymore. George, what, what do you think of this uh, crossover? Um, I'm going to be that guy again. Uh-oh. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's hear him out. Hey George, what do you feel about what do you like about fun? Oh, it's so boring. <laughs> oh. Joy. Ugh. Okay, so it's not terrible. I like it better than the Ginga episodes. Um quite an introduction. It's not terrible. Um we're turning into like Batman v Superman fans. Okay, so right you now. guys were talking about the idea that it carries a lot of Nexus's a lot of the messages that Nexus has, and that's true, but... Again, I wouldn't know, so don't quote me on that. Cool, I won't. Um... <laughs> George, you were saying before you so... were so rudely insulted. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys were talking about the idea that this episode portrays a lot of the themes and messages of Nexus, but it does that, but I just felt it was very, very heavy, heavy-handed at times especially with Tachibana's dialogue, how she constantly keeps mentioning, I have to quit, I have to quit, I have to quit. Like, I think they were trying to be too in your face about that. I like the idea of her saying, you know, if it comes down to me or my children, if it comes down to duty or my children, I'll pick my children every single time. I think that right there, that line is enough to send the message that, hey, maybe she's not the best person for this job and she's admitting that rather than outright saying, I have to quit. But at the same time, I understand that Nexus was a lot more subtle in the storytelling because it, you know, it wasn't meant for kids. And I think that's just one of the concessions that you have to make with X. But it was, it was an all right episode. I, I would have liked to have seen Komon more. I feel to get an actor from a series that old and only use him for like one or two scenes is a real waste. Um, yeah. Well, it's but... not like he's playing Komon, though, from my understanding. So it makes... His... No, him just having that cameo moment seems like a like a cherry on top more than you need flour for this to be a cake. Yeah. Was you know? he not Komon? Or I don't I mean it doesn't so. take place in the Nexus universe, so technically yeah. no. But... Yeah, I think it's deliberately ambiguous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see I I don't I don't like that that going back to the to how Max explained something so well, I don't like it when they're that ambiguous. Because it oh, again, I love that stuff. It, yeah, it can work. It can work. It can definitely work, but I don't think it worked in this episode. It works well, in my know. fanfic, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess now that we're Ultraman, wrapping up why? cameos, let's talk about our favorite episodes in general. And I'll start with uh, episode 15, Back of the Warrior, mm-hmm. which really I like blew me away when I first saw it. Things. And a little background about that episode is it's a... Um, it came out on the 51st, 6th, 50th, 
Uh, it 61st. came out on the 62nd anniversary of Godzilla. Thank you. Yeah. And um, so they used Gomez, the first Ultra Kaiju, period, from the first mm-hmm. episode of Ultra Q, who was made from a Godzilla suit. You know, they modified it a little bit to avoid copyright infringement or whatever. And um, well, it was it wasn't it wasn't. Um, I'm sorry, don't mean to interrupt. Uh, uh, just being the Godzilla obsessive, obsessive person too. Um, it, it it wasn't so much copyright infringement because it was. Su- I mean, yeah, obviously copyright infringement, but it was Subaraya. He could get any suit he wanted well, to yeah. from Toho. You know, it's that's like, the thing. It's like you can't yeah. say no to the dude who like started it all. Yeah. But um, so and one little Easter egg in the episode is the name of Kamiki's daughter's fiance was Daisuke Ogata. And those are, like, the two names of the main characters from the original Godzilla. But anyway, mm-hmm. that was a really good, I guess, like, peek into, you know, Kamiki as a character. You know, we talk about Tachibana, her focus episode, and the Nexus episode, but his focus episode. You know, his way of balancing duty and responsibility. You know, for Tachibana, she was family first, always. But for uh, Captain Kamiki, it was more of a struggle. And you saw with the flashback that he he really like had like a really big issue with uh you know he had to leave his family his wife said it was okay but then he comes back and he sees this drawing from his daughter and it really gets to him so much so mm-hmm. that you know he carries it in his jacket pocket from like forever now and one thing you see in like the early episodes you see him gripping that pocket and you're like what's up with that and you don't find out it's episode 15 it's a nice little no consistent character. I never building. noticed it in the early episodes. I have to go back and look at that. Yeah, I noticed it on my rewatch. I think in That's like awesome. episode two or something. I see him yeah, grab yeah. it, and it's I'm like, wait Throughout the entire series. Yeah. That's fantastic. I know, right? So, you know, you have that emotional aspect with him always putting duty before family. Because he knows if he doesn't, like, people die. This isn't a joke. You know, mm-hmm. it's a kid's show, but, like, people get stomped on. It's a kid show, but it's a Japanese kid show. Yeah. <laughs> and then the action, you know, Cyber Gamora we had seen being uh, used by, I think Asuna mostly. She used it about twice at that point. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of more acrobatic. Like it does that little flip because, you know, she's a martial artist and a gymnast. But when Kamiki gets it, the old dude gets it. It's just straight up boxing. Freaking mm. boxing, dude. And it's amazing. Oh. He's like, uh, you know, dodging and weaving under the uh, atomic breath and uh, it was just a really good moment and yeah. I think that was a was that uh, Taguchi's like first episode after the first three yeah that yeah. was his, his return to the series his um, return after to the that series. first half um, and he knocked it out of the park oh, oh my god Taguchi is a golden god <laughs> um, I love him so much <laughs> so yeah that's my favorite episode and that's why so anyone else want to talk about? I think Jared, you go ahead, go first. Episode Episode Fifteen is by far my favorite. I mean, really, anything Taguchi did. Um, <laughs> to, uh, episode Episode Fifteen um, with the Gomera, or I'm sorry, not Gomera, Gomez. Um, I just I loved. Honestly, I think not only was it my favorite episode of X, I feel like it was probably one of the best pieces of you know Tokusatsu fiction since i don't know when like in the past like 10 years maybe it's just 
it. I love it so much. It's just it's so it's 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 moving. It's it's very much the kind of thing that I want to be able to make in the future. Um, just in terms of like the emotional core of the story being so effective, um, while also being you know having like you know one of the things I love about Taguchi is that you have some fun tra- like you have some shots that are like traditional but done really well, and then you have other shots that's like holy shit Taguchi, um, like that one that long take. Uh, of of uh, X and Cyber Gomora and Gomres all fighting that like the when it's just like slowly dollying in the whole time, mm-hmm. um, it's magnificent. I think he does that uh, again oh, and, in the finale. Yeah, and then oh, and um um the uh when 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 X gets knocked back and he's wearing the Bimstar armor and he like goes flying back to the city, and yeah. it's one of those things where like if it were Sakamoto or several other directors on this show that very well would have been like a composite effect mm-hmm. but Taguchi does the entire thing practically um because he's a goddamn badass <laughs> um and and I worship the ground he walks on um I'm sorry uh, and then uh, also episode 8 with Max um probably a very close runner up for just you know me screaming at the TV the whole time so yeah and episode 1 was one of the strongest openers in years but definitely episode 15 at the top. Cool. Yes? Y'all took my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I also, like... I have a different the, one, so... I mean, that's it's because it's the right answer. It's a really so. good episode. Seriously. It's so good. Like, I just I just love... Like, because... I think I said this in the previous, like, rap, uh, 2015 podcast, but... Most, like, at most shows, like, when you have, like, a character that's, like, a captain like this, you don't... They don't always give him this much depth or this much, mm. like, emotional value. Mm-hmm. And they went so like they went, they did it smartly, and they did it like in a freaking I don't know, I don't know, I just love it so much. I, I love I love everything about it and freaking Gomra box doing boxing Man. just my favorite thing ever. I like how we're all just <laughs> repeating it. each other because it's just that good. Yeah, that's what that's why I was. That's I was, how I was, good it is. It's really I was good. literally while you both were talking, I was looking through Wikipedia to see like, oh, what other episode could I, do? I was like, oh, I liked All for One and I like this and this, <laughs> but freaking episode fifteen is my favorite. I don't care. I'm telling you, it's one. It's one of. It's one of the best kaiju tokusatsu anything's in like the last decade. It really yeah. is. And if you haven't watched it, audience, I mean, first <laughs> of all, why are you listening to this? Yeah, we've really spoiled a lot for you. Sorry. That's true. That's so, true. Uh, George, as our resident uh, spoil sport, you have a different answer. Uh, yeah. So I didn't really <laughs> like that episode. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my god! Don't, don't bite my head off. off Do not bite my head off. I'm kidding. I actually like that episode a lot. It's not my favorite <laughs> though. But what's your uh, favorite? My favorite is episode 16, the uh, 24 hours inside Zio. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah. That is pretty crazy. That is a That's lot a of fun. Like the writing's really smart. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of these very sort of like tiny little quips from character to character that you don't pick up the first time watching. So I think this episode has a lot of replay value. Um, oh yeah, it just plays like this really great Japanese parody of cops, but with giant mm-hmm. monsters. And, shout and out that's... to the acting in that one too. Yeah, they, they start acting different. They act more natural. That's yeah. That's what I love so much about it. It feels yeah, like, like a documentary, <laughs> and you know, that... it, it has my favorite moment in the entire show, which is basically, "Have you talked to your mother lately?" <laughs> like you, you don't get better than that when trying to like go one on one with a kaiju. That to me, that's really really funny. That's the sort of stuff I like. It's it's not wacky. It's very understated, but it's 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 funny. And going to like going into the, like the fights. Um, 
there are a lot of street level shots of the Ultraman fight. Mm. And these mm-hmm. are like my favorite fight scenes in the entire show. They're, I'm not sure if I'm remembering this right, but they were like a combination of CGI miniatures and mm-hmm. like, like physical stuff and composites. Yeah. Yeah. Composites. And it was a lot of fun to watch that more than any other thing I've ever seen in Ultraman really sold the illusion of giants. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how difficult it is to do this. Um, It must be pretty difficult because they don't do it regularly, but I love that. I would love more of that. Um, Yeah. It's a really good episode. This is probably the one episode I've seen more than any other in the entire show. (laughs) Can I just say before we move on is like a really like episode 15 and 16, just like Taguchi cutting loose is just amazing. <laughs> yeah. They're fantastic like, episodes. Like, yeah. Like just, you know, him doing like traditional Kaiju, but just like high drama, like, whoa, this is whoa. And then getting super experimental in the way Taguchi does. Like, so when I, when I, when I said about the lack of experimental episodes, I was not thinking of 16. Holy shit. Episode 16. Right. So Yeah. <laughs> Like, is this the episode where Kamiki, like, and there was like, they were getting ready f- to defend an attack or whatever, and then Kamiki is sitting on the chair, and then he just pops up. No, that's just, the like, one with, uh, that's with Taru in love. That's yeah. One. Oh, that's the one. Okay, never mind. I so, uh, Nixon, what's your favorite episode? Uh, this is where we get into the whole best versus favorite conversation, because I think mm-hmm. either 15 or 16 are like the best of X, but mm-hmm. my favorite of X is a weird one, I admit, uh, episode 10 with Hulinga. Because I just really like oh, that monster. Like really? I love the idea of that monster, and mm-hmm. that the solution of the episode isn't I have to kill this thing. It's I'm just going to let this thing nap. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just I liked I like those kind of stories with with it's, it's probably clear from my rambles so far in the episode. But I like episodes with you know deep weird history of just like small towns with monsters or people who've gotten really used to this one really strange thing in their lives. Um, and I I don't know. Yeah, I just liked this sort of pitch of ep 10 and the it's execution as well. Like, I just think it's a cool monster design. The, the way the town is played feels really realistic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like if, if giant monsters came from outer space and we had like a history of monster problems and some came to sleep and turn into mountains, like there would be a town there selling merch. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> exactly. You know? Uh, so just, it was very cool. It just, I don't know. It really resonated with me. Uh, in a way I didn't expect. And also I'm, I'm a pacifist at heart, you know, like I just, I don't oh. think you need to fire a laser blade through a thing and chop it into several bits nice. um, to solve your problems. Uh, uh, um, so anytime you can just, you know, let the monster now. So like real, okay real, next, like real quick, uh, you probably haven't seen it, but I think you would really like uh, the first episode of Neo Ultra Q. It's a very interesting. Oh, yeah. It's a very, very interesting take on the idea that there's a monster that's not really causing havoc. It's just trying to go about its day and how people react to that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right up my alley. Yeah, and it's it is subbed, so you can actually find it. <laughs> and then follow it up with episode two, which is again Taguchi making you fucking cry. <laughs> Pigmon, man, <laughs> Pigmon. Right. Uh, oh, Pigmon, Pigmon. your nemesis. So uh, let's get into like the uh, the meat of Ultra, and also a big reason why we brought jared on wait we yeah. haven't i thought we were doing the meat this whole fucking time we're just now getting to the meat <laughs> the... Nom, 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 we're nom, talking nom. about the kaiju and the miniatures the special effects stuff and yay i think one thing we've talked about already is you know ultra's been in kind of like a, a rough spot and one thing they've been mm-hmm. doing about that is they've been bringing back old monsters you know they've been going for the nostalgia factor so i want to talk about the 
newer monster, the new monsters, the original kaiju for um, X. We've got Damaga and the variation, Surugi Damaga, Rudian and Gargorgon from the two-parter, and uh, mm-hmm. Holinga, which uh, Nixon talked about. And then which the, is not a wholly original monster, actually, but keep going. Oh. And then it's, the, it's a kit bash. <laughs> well, isn't Rudian, too? Ooh. Rudian is made from that thing from Mabius. Rudian is also a kit bash, yeah. Yeah. And then also Grisa, the final boss. So I guess oh. Yaz and uh, Jared, you two are the experts on this stuff. Let's talk about the uh, kaiju. And also, I guess, like the miniatures, you know, the sets and stuff, the special stuff. You seen? Do you want to go ahead first? Oh dear God! <laughs> Put him on the spot. I'm literally, I'm literally like paging through screenshots of the miniature effects that I have. I have a whole folder for it. Anyway. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm. Send me that. I guess folder. one thing that, like, one thing that was really cool that I think pretty much everybody noticed of the first episode, as far as like special effects, is one thing that Taguchi really like. One thing that he really brought was that whole like ultra vision, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. seeing. Like seeing everything through Ultra's eyes, and yep. um, that like I remember everybody freaking out about that, and it was just really interesting to see from that perspective. And I think they did, they've done that. If, they did something similar to that where they show like really close up shots of the um, of the kaiju. I think there was one. I can't remember what episode it was. I think it was Damaga as well. Maybe it was Sugi Damaga where it was a shot from below, and you see. The kaiju sort of just walk over the camera. Was that kind of like a fish oh, eye yeah, shot? from episode one. Was that episode one? Yeah. Yeah, where where you like he's like walking through the city and these these giant explosions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a GoPro. <laughs> they shot that with a freaking GoPro. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah, it, it is. The making of of that scene is hilarious because it just there's this shot of Taguchi like. He calls action, and it's focused on him. You don't see the set, and you just see his face light up with fire. <laughs> <laughs> As you hear, like, you hear pops in the background, and he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> man, um, yeah." So, so yeah, X definitely brought back like miniatures, special effects, which is something that freaking Ginga. God, I hate. Uh, I mean, like, hey, man, without Ginga, Ginga, without Ginga, they couldn't do X. So you got to give it that. That's true. No, 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 Ginga no, no. I baby steps. It still could have been better. Yeah. I get that. I'm just saying, like, it's so refreshing to see, especially like the first season of Gingo is just all the forest, in, like forests and in front of the that. school. Yeah, yeah, I like the way they did some of the forests. Like, I will. What I will say about Gingo is like the the special effects in the first two episodes I really enjoyed. Like, it's okay, it's budgeted, sure, whatever, but it's still more interesting than Ultra Galaxy special effects. they're better. They're better, but you know as a whole endless wasteland every single episode i'd rather see a forest um you, you shut your whore but... mouth <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen we're talking about x it's not fine oh like real, real quickly so yas mentioned the, the galaxy the... fight so shut up real quickly yas mentioned the uh the bird's eye view thing so that is actually a thing they did on purpose not just to show you like what it looks like to see out of ultraman's eyes so the reasoning behind this is it's supposed to show you how disorienting it can be for Daichi to see out of Ultraman's eyes from his stature mm. from early on to show you that he's yeah. not used to being inside of a giant just yet. Just all of a yeah. sudden you're 60 yeah, meters that. tall. What do you do? Yeah. And it, it's kind of yeah. one of those things like, why have they never done this before? Exactly. <laughs> this is such a great idea. And yeah. I, I love, I love just that sensibility that Taguchi brings to pretty much everything he does where it's like, yeah, he, uh, there was an interview on the Gehara um, Blu-ray. I think it's the Gehara Blu-ray. Or anyway, there's there's an interview. Uh, no, uh, 
point is, I saw an interview with Taguchi on the on the Sci-Fi Japan web series. That's what it was. Everyone should watch that. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> where he uh, he basically says like, you know, I like to do every every work I do. I like to have a certain amount of like very traditional shots because I, I really love like traditional tokusatsu. Um, but I also try and come up with something brand new that I have never seen before. You know, I like to do like this, these really wild things. And he always does them like either completely practically or like this really great blend of practical and composites, maybe with some CG. You know, sometimes, you know, some of the episodes he worked on for X may not have had the best writing, um, which maybe we'll get to at some point. I don't know. But every single time visually, he's constantly bringing his A game and I think, you know, up there with Shinji Higuchi, I, I think he's like the savior, the savior of the fucking genre at this point, you know, um, possibly even more so than Shinji Higuchi, uh, since I'm not the biggest fan of the route Higuchi has gone down post Gamera. But yeah, no, like just Taguchi's like sensibilities, bringing them and having him be the main director of the show and having these weird very like the ultra vision or the you know the shots from episode 16 or like these like long elaborate like one take shots you know it's just <laughs> you okay there uh, need some I'm, water? I'm, 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 I'm i am great you need some alone time we can leave you alone for like a good five minutes I'm, yeah no anyway <laughs> you know but yeah no i just you're sick as a director fantastic just absolutely fantastic theme of the day anyone have anything to add to that little uh, episode um i got a question mm-hmm. so you mentioned jared you mentioned the like yeah. the route this director had gone on since gamera uh shinji higuchi yeah like what route is that exactly for us i don't know attack oh um yeah, yeah he did he did attack on titan he's working on um uh, he did uh, Lorelei, Witch of the Pacific. He did um, uh, the remake of Japan Sinks, and he's doing uh, Godzilla Resurgence. And it's just he in Gamera Three. He does it. He it's it's where he sort of began, like doing a lot of stuff with compositing. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's practical elements, but a lot of compositing. And in Gamera Three, it was like miniature composited onto miniature composited onto suit composited with some cgi composited with real people composited with a different scale miniature and just all these like so many layers deep and it's amazing but i feel like like an attack on titan i love attack on titan i thought it was great but i feel like the compositing is nowhere near as strong as it was in in gamma 3 and i feel like that style he's been developing where he's trying like there was a recent documentary about tokusatsu where Taguchi was talking about his style versus Higuchi's. Cause, um, for those who don't know, Taguchi is kind of a protege of Higuchi. Um, and Taguchi basically says, you know, I, I feel like I'm parting ways with Higuchi and, and, you know, I still respect him as my mentor and so on and so forth, but he really is trying more and more to aim for realism. You know, it's like he'll still have practical props and stuff, but he'll like mask it with all these weird composites and CG. And I feel like it's it's really cool in some shots and it doesn't work so well in other shots, whereas Taguchi really embraces. Yeah, they may look like miniatures, but they're going to be the best fucking miniatures you've ever seen, <laughs> you know, um, and, and he really embraces that kind of surreal aspect of it. And I feel like it makes for a stronger final product. But I mean, part of it, part of it is my own bias, I think, because um uh, just I, I enjoy the surrealism over over 
pure realism but uh yeah but that that's kind of the path that higuchi has gone down is is aiming more and more for realism and i, I i'm like i i don't think it always works like whenever mm-hmm. he did uh god warrior attacks tokyo he directed that and you know he was using nothing but miniature work lots of composites but you know miniature work composite and miniature work and it's it's like it's like it's practically a return to form it's absolutely magnificent and then he turns around into some attack on titan which i love but visually i feel like it's not as strong as whenever he's like really working with miniatures constantly that god wire short is extraordinary by the way yeah no it is extraordinary. it's just a phenomenal piece of work yeah um but yeah so that's what i mean when i talk about sort of where taguchi has gone so so we totally need to have you back at some point Hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, We've got some stuff yeah. upcoming that you'd be great for. Oh, totally. Okay. So um, if, if I can work it into my schedule, I'd be I'd be totally into it. <laughs> and he was never heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this has been really fun. So, do we have time for like one more topic? Talk about toys, or should we wrap it up? Uh, we can talk about toys real quick. All right. You, you started surprise. on monsters, and then we didn't talk about Grisa, so oh. this, this can't be. Yeah, forget the acceptable. toys. Forget the toys. Let's get to the kaiju. Yeah. Did they sell okay? Like, is Tsuburaya doing better? It's it, it sold better than Ginga and better than Ginga S, but just barely. Good. Um, wow. It's still kind of mediocre, not fantastic. It sold like I think three point seven billion yen, so that's nowhere near Sentai or Rider, but it, it's getting better. Yeah, no, uh-huh. it's th- things are looking up. I think they're solvent again is what matters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's um, that was yeah, that was the main thing. Can yeah. they keep making ultra shows? It's gonna be another fifteen years for something I, this good. I happens. mean, it looks like we're getting two different series this year potentially. So that's Ooh. the rumor. Oh, we should talk um, about that at the end of the episode. Okay. Just... So before we get to that, let's talk about the kaiju. No, I think I mentioned it, but we got into the Jared with his great insight on special effects specifically. But let's talk about specifically the original kaiju for this one. Not necessarily original, but, you know, the new, I guess, characters yeah. of the kaiju. Let's start with uh, Damaga, you know, which I think, I personally think, is a great way to start X. You know, you start with an original kaiju. You start with a sort of a Godzilla-like kaiju. And it's like the sharp edges, the fire breath. So mm-hmm. menacing and edgy, but not in, like, that uh, an edgy teenager way. But edgy <laughs> in that, like dangerous monster yeah, rampage <laughs> so what did you guys think of damaga in the later variation sarugi damaga i really it. dislike the translation of his name <laughs> it's really <laughs> awkward it's like damarga makes so much more sense to me but it's neither here nor there um i really i really liked it so like, yeah he's godzilla like and you see like the previews like oh it's like it's like the godzilla surrogate that they have in so many like beginning ultraman episodes but i really loved that like he was like firing off his own body you know um and his roar was really unique and um also i i agree like you know x is gonna reuse a lot of stuff so it's great to get an original kaiju right out the gate apparently taguchi had to lobby for that um that was not a given they actually were originally going to go with an old monster uh, at, at one point in the planning in the development so thank god because <laughs> that that made for such a strong opening and, and really kind of you know despite going back to old monsters and crossovers and stuff that really set the tone that x was going to be its own thing which i was really worried about because like ginga and ginga s one of the reasons i don't really like them is they don't really feel like their own entities you know mm-hmm. they're they're way too legacy driven they're like yeah they're recovery shows 
Yeah. It's like, so uh, anyone else about Damaga or Damarga, you said? Demarga, yeah, I mean, just the double A, the double A in Japanese is is when it's like with foreign loan words and stuff is usually transliterated uh, with with an A R. Oh, okay. So uh, George, yes, Nixon, what's up? Yeah. Um, this is monster. Who right. just did monster stuff? <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be my take on most of it. Ooh, monster stuff. The only thing I can say about the monsters in the show is I'm a little disappointed that they didn't do more original monsters it's only a handful but Mm -hmm. it's understandable given the situation um they they what sound broke (laughs) oh yeah like super i gotta eat man yeah um but only only three original original monsters too wow that's that's four four brand new suits counting cyber gomera look that that excuses it all though cyber gomera is beautiful cyber gomera is amazing cyber gomera for mvp Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, uh, before we get to that's a great suit. You know, some somebody we haven't actually talked about. Oh. Um, Ultraman X himself. Oh yeah. You know, he's an actual <laughs> character in the show. But before before we, I, I, I definitely think we should talk about that. Can we really just quickly before we move on from Kaiju talk about Griza? Griza. Griza. Yeah. Griza. Yeah. Griza. Oh, oh, real real quick, I do want to make a note when Holinga uh, 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 is. It's from uh, it's a monster um, from Ultra Seven X, and its face is from Ultraman Mabius. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't Rudian a Cape Bastard? Hmm? Yeah, he's from he was from Mabius as well. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about Grisa, the final boss, the void Holy monster. Shit. Fantastic. The ball of nothing that attacks. That blew me. Steel. The first time I saw that, that blew me away. I had to rewatch that scene a few times. The thing that has the UFO giggle noise. <laughs> God, so it was creepy. just it, Grisa is terrifying. Like, yeah, real spooky. I remember. I remember seeing. I remember seeing. Um, the original scans that showed him like oh wow that's amazing mm. you know and then seeing the previews and it's like and and it like it took place in kind of this warehouse district kind of thing so i was kind of like, oh okay that's how they're going out but whatever it looks it looks all right i'm interested and then like like they don't because like i guess like the 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 editing hadn't been done whenever like that preview was aired so you don't get a feel for holy shit the way it moves <laughs> yeah oh it's yeah. just like phasing in say. and out and just oh it's so unsettling and then it just like floats like it's in zero gravity for no reason yeah <laughs> Because it's creepy as shit. Yeah, when he good flies reason. away, he just doesn't give a shit. He just kind of like, like it's no like takeoff. It's just kind of like I'm going now. I'm just gonna float away. And then when he just, uh, I... like uh, eats all those spark dolls, all those hands. Oh, oh yeah, the hands. Oh. The hands were terrifying. Literally oh. everything they did with like like they like. It's it's probably one of the best original Ultraman monsters in years oh, like absolutely. and just one of probably hands down the most terrifying villain i think they've ever had um and i also really liked that i kind of expected him to be like you know Sajin and kind of like he was gonna talk and da 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 and i really like that he just never talks he's just terrifying you know because he, he yeah. has this humanoid figure so you think okay well he's yeah. probably gonna be you know goofy alien you know, whatever, whatever, da, 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 you know um he's gonna be yeah. really chatty oh wait he just killed that guy yeah right it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Jared just nerded out. Anyone else want to nerd out about Grisa? Uh, I, I love that it was basically, he's basically your mind trying to come up with what you're looking at because mm-hmm. he is nothing. 
So that's pretty much what everybody's coming up with. And I guess it's like, it's, I guess it's tapping into everybody's fear of just not knowing what the hell is going on. Yeah. It, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's just a great concept for a monster. It really is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, oh, cool. Jesus, so much. So yeah. now let's talk about that thing we probably should have talked about at the beginning. <laughs> Ultraman X himself. Played, yeah. voiced by, uh, voiced a lot. It was just kind of unusual for an ultra show by Yuichi Nakamura, who, if I'm not mistaken, was beat Jay Stagg in Go Busters. Yep. The best <laughs> member of a that's Sentai hilarious. ever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best versus favorite thing. I don't want to do it right now. So, um, Ultraman X, how cool was he? He was pretty cool. Pretty rad. He was not very cool at all, and that's why he's so great. <laughs> sick headphones. Real he's sick so headphones. dorky. He was really, um, like, an- antsy. He's like, Daichi, yeah. what is she talking about? What yeah. way? <laughs> <laughs> I, I need some warning first. Like I love like he's not incompetent, but he's just he's, he's very curious. competent. But he's he's he's, he's a, a dork, foreigner. You know? He's a foreigner. Yeah, he's he's kind of he's he's probably a bit of a dweeb on his home world. <laughs> you know, well, it seems like he's the Daiichi of of Ultraman. Yeah, a little they, bit. They, yeah. they work very well with each other. They're both curious, vaguely naive, uh, probably awkward. too fascinated, mm-hmm. and uh, as characters. I actually think that goes back to the whole idea that they have like what was it, the same electrical signal or something it's mentioned yeah, very frequency. early on yeah the frequency it's mentioned very early on one time never brought up yeah. again but I, I think nixon just like nailed it that's probably why they have the same frequency they're the exact same sort of personality mm-hmm. yeah they're very they're they're to borrow a thing from another franchise drift compatible as it were speaking of that franchise the uh, planet guillermo oh. from uh episode five Oh right! Yeah. That oh was yeah! Really cool. Amazing. But yeah, back to uh, X himself. Yeah, I love I love how kind of prissy he is, especially when you put him alongside Zero, <laughs> you know, and uh. like seeing like Zero just brash, like fuck you, kind of like whatever. And X is he's kind of prissy, honestly, you know. It's like ooh. Um, <laughs> oh oh. Uh, uh, Nex- uh, Nex- X had um, so the Moo episode was my favorite episode for X himself. It was fantastic just to see him so flustered and confused mm, and yeah. not knowing what the heck is going on with this monster who has a crush on him. And it's funny because oh, right. I hated the yeah. uh, Space Cats episode of Max, but I yeah. like what they did with it Max. <laughs> it was fantastic here. It was so much fun. Yeah. I just I love when X finally remembers, oh, I saved you once. And then she's just bawling her eyes out. and She's like, what? Why are you talking to me? Okay, I gotta go. Like, she just zips off. Talking to me. I, I was yeah, exactly. I was really sad though, because I, I love, I love, I love the the space cats, ep- cats episode, but I also I don't like toilet humor that much, so it's kind of sad that the whole forgetfulness thing this... became a fart joke. Yeah, <laughs> like that was that that I need to rewatch the episode, but I know when I first saw it, I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I I cringed a little bit at that, but I think the material around it was good enough that it didn't bother me yeah. too much it's a weird episode like i i it's it's i I love all i love most of the parts i'm not sure she's still how i feel about the sum (laughs) of those parts (laughs) um but going back to x though i really love um one of the things i really hated about ginga and ginga s was the uh the ultra space you know it's like hey we're gonna show you our characters more so you can see them more and like they're like piloting the ultras basically Mm -hmm. and it just is really weird you know um 
and I just didn't like it. I just like, I don't, I don't, I'm not into this. This is weird and dirty and weird. Um, just something about it. Just, just I shouldn't be able strange. to see the inside, man. Cover up. Right. But then I really, really loved it in X because they constantly have X and Daichi like interacting okay, yeah, with one another. Yeah. Because like Ginga and Victory, are they separate characters? Are they what? They never really go into it, but they really yeah. make Daichi and X, despite being so similar, they make them very distinctive characters and their interactions really make that ultra space thing work really well. And he's kind of like designed around that function, like the headphones, you know, he's holding his headphones when he's talking mm-hmm. to Daichi. And I think that also yeah. adds to like his like nerdiness. He's like a kid, you know, the kid who always has his headphones on wherever he goes, no matter how <laughs> polite it is. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the, I think they did the effect of being inside of the like ultra a lot better in X than in Ginga. Remember in Ginga yeah. when look... it was like party streamers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it basically looked like they were like in front of a like projector. Yeah. Almost. But in this one, like you see like the lines like going behind him and in front of him and you know There's substance just... to it. Yeah. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. kinda building like a layering. And it's, right, it's right. probably just like four after effects layers, but it looks good. Yeah. Like it, yeah. yeah. It doesn't just look like he's on a green screen or in some terrible set. Like it, it seems integrated and mm-hmm. it's it's visually really interesting. And the actor's not as awkward as like Ginga's act. <laughs> oh, like holy yeah. crap, Hikaru is like so awkward when he's like doing yeah. anything. I like how like a fourth of this podcast is Ginga hate. <laughs> I, yeah, I will, I will, I will say one of the things. Um, I don't necessarily forgive it about Ginga, but one of the things that I, I realized um, someone pointed out was that just Ginga was such a budgeted show and just, you know, working in the film industry and everything, it like, kind of hit me, oh shit, it's so budgeted, they weren't able to do retakes a lot of times. Like, they probably were able to do, like, maybe three takes of a shot, and if they didn't nail it, well, that's the shot they got to use. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. um, there's one episode in particular, in episode one, there's a shot where, like, um, Hikaru, like, runs up to the camera or something, and he's, like, waiting, like, in it's Hikaru or um, what's her face? Is it? Um, yeah, it's it's either it's it's either her or him, and then the other runs to that person. But there's like a a pause where like someone missed their cue, <laughs> but that must have been like the best take. But it's so awkward, and it just like it just makes me cringe. It's old so Doctor hard. Who. It's old Doctor Who. Yeah, well, and it's what's really frustrating is. Hey. Uh oh. Don't let me come over there. Don't get that's him started on Doctor Who, please. <laughs> yeah, it's that's... a bad idea. We'll be here for another hour. <laughs> they did that in the in the ultra fight and one of the fights as well, I think it was in the first few episodes where um they're doing the slow mo effect of him hitting one of the kaiju mm-hmm. and the kaiju falls and then the camera stays on um Ginga for a lot longer than it probably should. Mm-hmm. You just see his hamster just still shaking in that pose like <laughs> he's almost like Okay, when we're gonna cut, when we're gonna cut. Suffocating here. Yeah. And, and yeah. that happened that happened a lot in, in, in Ginga. I know that's still off topic, but what really just gets to me is like that was that was Yuichi Abe. Yeah. Like yeah. like Yuichi Abe either turns out some of the best Ultraman ever or some of the worst, like depending on his budget. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, like it really feels like when he gets a low budget he doesn't care. Quick question. <laughs> Do you know who did Ultra Zero Fight? Ultra Zero Fight was uh uh the first season was Sakamoto. The second season was Abe. Okay, because I actually enjoyed those a lot. They were entirely green screen, mm-hmm. but they were very fun, like space adventures. And I thought, okay, I could dig a full length series like this. 
It... Well, Zero Zero Fight did what I really thought they should have done with Ultra Galaxy, where they had like the green screen, like nebulas and shit, and mm. it was really pretty. But they had practical like mm-hmm. um, sets, floors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it, that's one of the things that like it. That's it, the one thing that kind of makes it a little hard to watch Ultra Galaxy Legends. In in, in my in my mm. perspective, was just like everything forever is CG. <laughs> you know, it's like and if you like. It's it's I've I've said several times like it's a movie that's kind of ruined if you pay attention to anyone's feet. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that so much of Ultraman. Oh, yeah. As pretty as it is, I like the second Zero much Zero movie much better. Than oh yeah, that yeah. Zero movie is probably one of my favorite Ultraman movie favorite Tokusatsu movies ever. It's, yeah, oh, yeah, it's great. It's great. So, uh, any uh, final thoughts, gentlemen, before we wrap this up? X is amazing. You're sick. <laughs> I hope Orb is better. For some reason, that's my thing now. I, I, I really hope we get a second season. I don't think we will. Um, uh, I'm really. Have you heard how the know. X movie ends? Uh, I, yeah, I've read about it, okay. and I don't think it has anything to do with it. Dang. Um, I mean, well, I've heard, I've heard about the, like, you know, I don't know what I should say or not. I don't know who cares. Spoiler about warning. Guys, um, it's a series review. S- spoiler warning. Um, yeah, like I've I've heard about the whole you know oh more adventures in the future, but like I also heard that someone was like like the stone was like tied into like potentially being Ultraman Orb, but it it actually is the blue stone of Barrage from the original Ultraman, and apparently it turns into Ultraman at the end of the movie. Ah, uh. so yeah that sucks but i'd really i would really love a second season because it doesn't sound like the movie's really wrapping up much and it really feels like as much as i love the grisa two-parter it's fantastic it doesn't really feel like a finale Mm. like and i I really feel like the characters have so much further they could go you know and and the one thing i will give you know to ginga and ginga s as a duology is even though they're not great the evolution from hey we've already done standard like the summer vacation version of standard Ultraman, you know, now we can go kind of crazy with it, you know, because we already have this world set up, and I would I would love to see that for X. Yeah, as it stands, I think, you know, going back to your fear of decade, X kind of ends like decade. It's just, hey, we're going to have more adventures forever and ever and ever. We're, we're stuck here. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, uh, so also there's the possibility of a second Ultraman show this year. Mm-hmm. You probably know more about that than any of us. So, well, I, that's <sighs> <laughs> I, what, what I, what I know or what I've heard, what I extrapolate, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there was that trailer that came out mm-hmm. that Ultraman most people love that I thought was Ter- yeah, Ultraman NA that I thought was garbage, but, um, but that's my bias. Um, but from what I understand, that that sounds like it's going to be like a, a series geared towards adults, like a primetime series geared towards adults. Yep. This is coming from August Ragone. Yeah. He said he said that there was probably going to be um, uh, a series for adults, which might would probably be this Ultraman NA thing, um, and then a series for kids, which very possibly could be uh, a traditional Ultraman X, you know, traditional miniature effects kind of thing um it, ultraman orb i don't know what it has to do with anything because they they announced there was a new series we also saw a picture that got circulated on like 2chan or whatever at one point um that was a behind the scenes shot for what might be a new ultraman with the uh Jet? the 
yeah it was like with the weird jet that was like censored out um and and it was like ultraman minervu or whatever you know so like what is that what is ultraman orb i kind of have a hard time imagining the cg show is going to be called anything other than ultraman something that's not like a name for an ultraman ultraman orb sounds like a name for a brand new ultraman it doesn't sound like something that's going to involve the original you know Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe Orb is whatever that Minervu project was, or you know, I don't remember how it was pronounced, but uh, like I don't know, I, I it's 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 so vague. But they've announced a series for July, which that's probably the CG thing, given that you know that said July. Um, but then you know apparently the other series is slated to begin in like in like October, according to that one picture that was circulating, mm-hmm. and I don't know how legitimate it is or not um really crossing my fingers for more practical effects ultraman though because it is a dying a dying genre and (sighs) so (laughs) you know either way we probably will know in a few weeks um i was looking up the dates before this episode and we found out about access copyright in april of last year so it shouldn't be Mm. too far from now cool um we still have no idea what happened to ultraman neko but uh yeah yeah (laughs) I mean, they should just bring but, back Nyan. Yeah, no. Um, no. <laughs> Ultra Nyan. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's, you know, it's it's a little murky. Like right now, officially, they're just hardcore promoting the new movie. Um, Which apparently bombed. It didn't bomb. It opened at number 10. and Only on it, 50 it, screens. Thing, yeah, there, there's that. Only on 50 screens. So number 10 on 50 screens probably isn't that terrible. Yeah, I was. I feel like. I saw the numbers for the movie that was 9. And that was less than four hundred thousand, so oh okay. It'll be interesting to see like how long it actually goes because I know the Zero movie opened at ten, but it had really really long legs and was there for like two months. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean the Zero movie didn't do all that well either, though. I mean really the, the the last movie that did really well was Super Eight Ultra Brothers, which was the highest grossing Ultraman movie of all time, and it's kind of been steadily declining since then. Mm-hmm um well Gal- and, galaxy and, did did okay for itself it's the second high group it did okay yeah um but it was definitely like after super 8 and like as much money as they poured into galaxy legends super i was definitely a little oh because <laughs> <laughs> um, like T- tyo they like there was the whole big buyout mm-hmm. thing and then when Gal- you know and they were like had all these crazy plans for what they wanted to do with ultraman and then uh galaxy legends you know it didn't do badly but it underperformed a little bit and they're like oh and then just dropped it like a hot potato you know and that's part of the reason i feel like super has been kind of in dire straits lately is that whole buyout screwing them over well they're um, they've actually come out of insolvency so i think next few years no we're on yeah we're on the up and up now. yeah so uh final thoughts you guys are nixon anything else to say uh no keep keep ultraing <laughs> I mean, I can plug stuff if we're plugging stuff, but I don't think we're plugging stuff. Yeah, is uh, anything? <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, thought. I think we've said everything. It's, it was a, it was a really fun show to watch um, live, and it was I'm really interested to see if, how it would be when I like eventually watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't seen much Ultraman, but this is I think is a good place for anybody to start if they're starting Ultraman. Mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting place to start anyway. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens next with the uh, Orb or Minerva or <laughs> Ultraman, whatever. whatever it is. 
Yeah, I'm curious about the next Ultraman series. That's the first I can say that. (laughs) Whatever happens next, we will be watching closely. Ooh. So I'd like to thank all you listeners for tuning in to the Tokenet Podcast once more. This has been episode 22 about Ultraman X. And uh, gentlemen, why don't you uh, sign off? I've been Nick. We also have... Who goes first? Oh, me. Uh, (laughs) Michael Nixon. I'm Yas. Um, I'm, I'm Jared Faust. And it was a pleasure to be here. <laughs> I am but a figment of your imagination. I oh, am Jesus. the ethereal force. I do not actually uh, exist. Let's all just tell I you. am okay. the okay. nothingness anyway. that is. Really, <laughs> I am Grisa in reality, okay? I'm not actually here. You're just hearing what you want to hear. You're hearing confirmations yeah, I wouldn't of be your ideas this. or challenges yeah, yeah, yeah. of your George, ideas okay. so that you can defend George, these George. ideas I can debunk in these your head, theory right but quick. right now, I am not actually here. Okay, oh, congratulations. Okay. We're happy for you. So quick, can you actually go away? Quick then? little reminder to our listeners. <laughs> like we said before, Ultraman X is available on Crunchyroll. It also yes. has a pretty impressive Ultra uh, catalog on Crunchyroll. You can watch Nexus, Max, Mabius, Gaia. Ginga 80. and Ginga S. Leo and 80. Is that all of them? Yes. All right. Is the Australian watch. one still up on Hulu? Possibly. No. the future? I don't think so. But I watched it there a while ago. Long story sure. short, it's you have anything. no excuse yeah. right now. So much Ultra, and some of the best Ultra is available for legal streaming, so uh, get on that, please. Oh, also, uh, Ultra Q, Ultraman, Ultra 7, available for streaming on Shout Factory. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely watch the originals, because not only is it, you know, a good history lesson, they're also really good. Real quick. Yeah, Ultra Q is amazing. Like, real quick, can I just say, it's so amusing reading the the comments on Crunchyroll from people who have clearly never seen Tokusatsu before. It's the best. It's Power Rangers to, uh, it's, it's all Power Rangers to them. Yeah, literally yeah. all of it. It's it's hilarious. That's the thing. Everything. Like if if you that that's my biggest uh sort of recent epiphany thing. I don't know. If Toku fans like want more Toku stuff over here, we have to make more Toku fans. Yep. So like make your friends watch Ultra. There's a lot of really good Ultra they can watch right now for for legal, like like legally. Yep. I was going to say for free, but you got to get an account. Yeah. No, you, no, you don't that's you still free technically. You can still get it free. What? Yeah, you don't need oh to have God. a paid account. You only need That's a paid terrific. account if you want to watch an episode within like really 24 hours. This has been a really awkward advertisement for Crunchyroll, but you get the idea. Yeah, you're welcome. You can... more... <laughs> Thank you, Crunchyroll. We owe Look, we're just saying, if you want to throw some free memberships our way, this you know, is supposed we're, to be we're not, we're not going to say no. No, okay? I would never. That's that's not. I'm I'm here just because I want there to be more tokusatsu fans. I mean, And there's plenty of great tokusatsu for them to start watching. Yes. And I want more tokusatsu fans to be ultra fans. So yeah, I, will, I will say there's a very selfish part of me that's really kind of pleased at the fact that Ultraman is getting the very is getting the legitimate streaming releases at very high profile and <clears throat> Common Rider is still <laughs> in a fucking corner. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know Ultraman's the best, especially for how how long Common Rider's been so dominant in the fandom. It's hilarious yeah. to me to see it swinging around in like the popular culture. Yeah, hey, we, at least we have a G Ranger on shout. That's that's something. Yeah, and you can get yeah, Power Ranger too. No, I mean like it's it's actually streaming on Shout. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, so hopefully at some like point we'll crazy. get Die Ranger streaming too. So I don't know. It'd be, oh, fun. That'd be rad. Alrighty, this has been episode twenty-two of the Tokenet Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in, and hope you join us next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Uh, ciao. Shop. Watch.
Is it ever? Imagination. Can I take my pants off? All right. Ultraman old. Yeah, pants on? What? I I don't even have underwear on. Wait, who has pants on right now? Shit. This has been another episode of the Tokenet Podcast, the official podcast of TokenSoftSnarework.com. You can find our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, where you can rate and review the podcast. You can also find us on all types of social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, where you'll find interviews with your favorite Tokusatsu actors, as well as press coverage for various Tokusatsu events. And if you'd like to throw a few dollars away, there's a donate button on the front page of our site.